I need to let you know tonight, the only reason you are alive, the only reason you're sitting here today, and Satan hasn't had the opportunity to destroy your life, the only reason is because God's been protecting you. From the day you were born, Satan had his eyes on you, and he has been seeking daily to destroy you. I've never seen anybody as frustrated concerning your life like the devil. He's so frustrated because when you wake up, he makes his plan to destroy you with disease, with accidents, all kinds of troubles. He's after your life. But he's failed so much, so frustrated about you, about trying to destroy you, but you don't know that because you think, Maybe God just put me here and forgot about me. No. You have a part of him right from eternity that's placed inside of you that you can find in nobody else. There's nobody else that has that part of God that's in you that's ever lived on this earth. Nobody like you. And nobody will come again like you. That's how special you are. So from the day you were born, Satan has been lying to you, lying through others, planning to destroy your life, to distort God's plan for your life. And God has been protecting you, making sure no devil takes your life. Because in you, he placed something and he placed a plan. And until that plan is fulfilled, no one can destroy you. The only way Satan can have access in your life, into your life, is if you give it to him. And you allow it into your life. Every time we stand up, and you know, I was thanking the Lord as I was sitting there, this privilege that God has given me, and you, to be able to handle the word of God, There is no greater privilege. When you speak God's word, you're speaking God. The Bible says in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So when I have a privilege to speak God's word, there's no greater privilege in this world than the privilege to be able to handle God's word. Because God's word can change any life can change the direction of your life from destruction to great glory, and God is glorified in your life. God, the reason why you're there is God has placed in your life, there is a glory he's got, he's got to derive from your life. And so he protects your life so that he'll get glory out of your life. That's why no one should treat his life as ordinary especially when you have been born again. That's why the Bible tells us that which is born of the flesh is flesh. You were given birth by your mother, your parents gave birth to you, that's the flesh part of you. But when you are born again, there is a part of God that is inside of your life. You, are, you cannot be ordinary. There's something about you that's different from the rest of the world. It's just Christians haven't discovered that. There is no reason to fear. 
anything. I said that before and I'm saying that tonight. There is no reason to be afraid of anything. Especially when Jesus is with you. He said, peace I give to you. Not like the world gives. That will come off and on. But when Jesus gives you peace and you you rest in his peace, he will be with you until the end of the age. Now when I read those scriptures, you see Paul and Silas in jail. You see Peter in jail. If you read in Acts of the Apostles, you see Peter in jail knowing fully well that James, his fellow apostle, a disciple, had been killed. By the same authority. He went to sleep. I mean deep sleep. It took an angel to wake him up. Knowing fully well he could be dead the next day. Most of us will not even sleep a wink. (laughs) All we'll be thinking about is the edge of the sword. And how, oh God, how can I handle that? (laughs) No sleep. But because of his confidence, he had walked with the master. He walked with the creator of the universe. He saw him, like John said in John chapter 1. We handled him. We heard him. We saw him with our own eyes. We handled this word of life. Peter knew he had been with him. He saw him die. He saw him back again from the dead. He was afraid of nothing. He was sleeping. He took an angel to wake him up. He thought this was a dream. He could care less. Look, there is so much power behind our lives. That's why by the grace of God, I got no fear of anything. The worst that can happen to me is to die. And if I die, I wake up in glory. Amen. It'll be more fun after that. See, there's nothing to be afraid of. I believe God can take care of me. I believe that God can take care of you. Whatever it is, you know, many times we're so focused on problems. Uh Uh-uh. I'm not focused on problems. I want to be focused on Him. God, take me where you created me to go. I want to get there. That's all I'm focused on. Troubles will come and go. When God appears, trouble disappears. That's the way God is. Jesus and trouble cannot be in the same house together. They are, not, they are never friends. When he shows up, trouble leaves. It's time to live. If you give Jesus time in your life, trouble will vacate you. Give us help. From heaven, the Bible says, the help of man is vain. I need God's help. And as long as I can go before God and I cry out, I I have this mouth. It's a privilege. Like I said last Wednesday night, it's such a privilege to be able to kneel or stand even though I don't see him. I'm standing with the same God that was with Joseph. In that pit. I have nothing to fear. He gave his life to have you. 
Jesus gave, if you're going to buy something, you're going to value the stuff before you give out your money, right? If you think the value is not up to your, the value of your money, you say bring it down, right? Bring the price down. Or you just walk away because it's not worth it, right? The value of your life is the life of the Lord Jesus himself. How valuable. How valuable. I know, you know, we love, you know, gold and those, you got this expensive, you know, stuff. People have Bentleys and all of that stuff. You know, I mean, they price the Bentley, right? If I'm driving in the, on the highway and I hit a guy with a Bentley, I know what to think. <laughs> right? So, ooh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh, this is not fun. It'd be okay if it was any sand, but uh, this is not a Toyota. This is, whew, when it shows up, I'm already apologizing. <laughs> what am I going to do? Because of the value, right? God placed so much value in your life. His son, he can't take his eyes away from you, not one second. That's how valuable. There is no need to fear the devil. The devil is totally powerless. If you have to fear, fear your ignorance. The only weapon Satan has, the only weapon Satan has is your ignorance. That's his only weapon. That's, you, that's his only weapon. Because Jesus made it clear. You shall know the truth, and the truth will what? Exactly. Once you find the truth, Satan knows, <laughs> I lost this one. It's gone. Forever gone. So the only weapon he has is your ignorance. That's, the, that's, all, that, that's all Satan has. Your weakness will not do anything to you. Your weakness, the weakness that you have in your life, is powerless with regards to harming you. If you're a Christian, you know why I said that? Because Paul said, when I'm weak, then I am strong. The only weakness in your life that Satan can exploit your ignorance. That's all. That's the only weakness he can exploit to destroy your life. You just don't know. My people perish for lack of knowledge. And if you read in Isaiah, he said, even the honorable men, your noble men are also in chains because they have no knowledge. That's the only power Satan has against the believer. That's just the truth. God wants success for every child. <laughs> That's why he said he will reward only those who are 
victorious. Remember that? If you are victorious, He rewards you. Victory means success. Right? The only ones God will reward is those that are successful. Those who have who victory over whatever circumstances came against their life. God will allow them, but he, he knows you can be victorious. Because He placed the power to be victorious in your life. He built you that way when you got born again. So He allows these things because He knows you can handle them. I can take them. Why? Because He will be with you until the end of the age. You're never alone. From the day you accepted Christ into your life, you can never be alone again in your life. No matter where you go, God is always with you. You carry Him everywhere you go. If you recognize it, the devils will recognize it. The angels already know that. The Bible tells us they are looking into it and wondering, how could God do this? They know who they were dealing with. That's how special we are. They recognize you. You read in the scriptures where the, the devil see Jesus said, we know you. You read that? We know you. And we say, well, that Jesus, no. They did the same thing with Paul, right? And they'll, they'll do the same thing with you. They recognize you when you show up. When you show up, they say, there comes trouble. What are we going to do now? He starts, he's starting again. That's why I prize the word of God that he's spoken. He has the power of transforming every life. The word of God has so much power. With, combined with the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit should be so close to every believer. You have to understand this is something that Christians don't understand. Jesus made it very clear. He said, if I don't go, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. I know how people feel. If you ask Christians, who would you rather have in your life? Jesus that you can touch and see, see him laugh and play with you. Or the Holy Spirit that you can't see. Most people will say, I want Jesus. I want to have Jesus. But Jesus said, it's better for you if I leave you. It's better for you that I go. You will be more at an advantage in life if I leave you. Because if I don't leave you, the Holy Spirit will not come. But if I leave you, the Holy Spirit will come to you. And then He will make your life better than what, whatever I can do if I stay with you. That tells me the Holy Spirit's presence in my life is more important than anything else. He is the one in charge right now. When Jesus was here, he was in charge. And before he went in John 17, he said this. He said, Father, all that you gave me, I kept them, every single one of them. But now I'm coming to you. And as he leaves, the Holy Spirit comes. He's not going to fail who keep every single one. The Holy Spirit is not a thing. It's a person. <laughs> it's a person. And He stays with you 
you know, if Jesus is with you, he walks from the outside in. And that's tough. The Holy Spirit walks from the inside out because he stays inside of you and walks out from inside. And that's even better for us. The Holy Spirit is the one in charge. Let me say this to you. The Holy Spirit is the one that brings what you can see from the spirit realm and brings it into our natural world. Every promise of God is brought into this world where you can see, taste, handle, feel, smell. That's only by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is the one that manifests things that we can see in our natural world so you can see, touch it, feel it, smell it. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. How was Jesus conceived? Jesus was already in existence. We couldn't see him. The angel spoke the word, remember, to Mary. And he says, the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon, upon you. And when the Holy Spirit comes, that's when the manifestation in the natural world comes in. The Holy Spirit is the one that manifests, takes things from the spiritual realm where we can't see it, and brings it into the natural world where we can see it. So if you walk close to the Holy Spirit, He is in charge. He'll show you things. Your life will be transformed. And He walks through the Word. He walks through the Word. There's a reason why I'm saying this. A lot of Christians just hear words and don't do anything about it. They come up with these attitudes. I heard that before. What did you do with what you heard? How did it change your life? You heard it before. I've heard that a hundred times. Yeah, but how many hundred times have you changed your life? You're still in the same situation. I want to hear and, and tell me something that I can do. Now, in, John, in, in Romans chapter 10, it says, Don't say, and that's why I brought the power of the Holy Spirit coming down. Don't say who is going to go up to heaven to bring Jesus back down again. Let's turn there. Romans chapter, chapter 10, beginning from verse 8. Oh, let me start from verse 7. Oh, should I go to verse 6? <laughs> uh, don't laugh at me. <laughs> okay, okay. Now it says, But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. That's interesting, right? Righteousness speaks. Huh? Righteousness speaks the righteousness of faith so there is a righteousness which is of the law and there is a righteousness which is of faith and this is how the righteousness of faith speaks and let me let you know this god runs his universe with his mouth okay he runs his world with his mouth everything that god does he does through his words. 
his mouth. That's a good lesson. Your mouth is very critical. Your sayings are very important. What comes out of your mouth? God doesn't get out of his throne to get anything done. He speaks. God loves words so much, he called himself the word. Amen. So words are very important. So everything concerning God speaks. Even righteousness speaks. Okay? Righteousness speaks. He speaks in this way. In other words, what God is trying to do here is to give you an understanding of how things operate in the spirit realm. And how you can bring something by the power of the Holy Spirit from the spirit realm into the natural realm where you live. So you can enjoy it. Your mouth is so important. Okay? So, but, but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, so it's a matter of heart now. What you are saying in your heart is what you're saying. Righteousness talks about saying something in your heart. Now, let me let you know this. Now, Ephesians, I mean, sorry, uh, Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter 9 also talks about the fruit I thought I got anointed there. (laughs) That was a powerful one. (laughs) Thinking about running from (laughs) slugging. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 talks about the fruit of righteousness. Increase the fruit of your righteousness. So righteousness has some fruit. And righteousness speaks. So your speaking must be connected to your fruit. Because as you speak, actions go forth that bring the fruit. I don't like listening to some Christians. Oh, I'm sorry. Not none of you here, okay? Not none of you here. None of you here. Amen. It's always woe is me kind of thing. And sometimes you make unbelievers wonder. If you're a Christian and this God that you say you believe, if there is a true, if really there is a God, why are you like this? That's, that's why they won't go to church. Because they don't see the confidence in you that you should have, that I should have. When they see that, and they're going through the same thing, and they see that serenity, and they see that peace in your life, they know there's something there, I want it. And God guarantees that. That's why you are the salt of the earth. That means the world is tasteless without you. You are the light of the world. Again, I said, not this little light of mine. There is nothing like a little light of mine. I hate that song. I'm sorry. God isn't given him. God, why would God give you a little light and tell you, you are, that little light is the light of the world? How can a little light light the world? That's Satan's lie. God doesn't give anyone a little light. 
You are, Jesus said, the light of the world. Again, he talks about how significant you are in God's mind. Right? He talks about how significant you are. You may think less of yourself than what God thinks of you. You are abusing yourself. Why don't you think in the same way that God thinks about you? That will transform your life. Remember what Romans chapter 12 tells us? Don't be conformed to this world. Don't think the way they think. And it has nothing to do with pride. Jesus made it very clear. He's no pride. You are from beneath and from above. That's what he said. In man's way, that, that doesn't sound like humility, but he was speaking the truth. We should speak the truth. So righteousness speaks. Righteousness does speak. It says, do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is, to bring Christ down from above. Don't say that. Don't even think it. How am I going to get God to do this for me? I, what do I do physically? Don't, do, don't go there. What you're going to do, that's not what it takes. You can't get to heaven, and you know you can't get to heaven to bring Christ down to come and help you. So what am I going to do? I can't get Christ down. He says, don't go there. Don't even say it. Don't say it in your heart. Your heart is your real you, the real you, your real person. That's the born again person. Now you can read in Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 20. It says, God says, I'll give you a new heart and a new spirit. The new spirit is the born again spirit that's there. That's your new heart. God says, I'll give you a new heart and a new spirit. That's Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26, 27 all the way down. Now he says that. So in that your spirit, God says, don't you dare say, who is going to get to heaven to bring Christ down? He's already there with you. Don't say that. Or, verse 7, who will descend into the abyss, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. He's already risen. He's no longer dead. But what does he say? The word is near you. In your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. Every time the word of God is proclaimed with faith, guess who sits next to you? The word. And the word of God is God himself. Guess who gets in your mouth as the word of faith is being preached? But at first he gets into your heart. And in your mouth. Which is the word of faith that we preach. Every time you hear, you hear the word of God proclaimed in faith, believe me, whether you know it or not, there is something going into your heart. The real you, your person. Why? For a fruit to be burned. Your heart is the receptacle for the word of God. And that's where faith is conceived. Your heart. By the word of God. By the power of the Holy Spirit. And once it's conceived in your heart, it's got to be born. It's got to be manifested. 
to change your situation. Just like Jesus was born, that's the same thing. Your heart happens to be the womb for the word of God. Amen? Your heart is the womb for the word of God. It may take some time, but something is growing in there. And then when the time comes for birth, you speak it. And when you speak it, it changes your world. Amen? It changes your world. That's the way it works. Now, let me let you know this. Jesus is the king. The king of the kingdom of God. His principles, the nature of this kingdom. So you got Jesus, who is the king, and his principles that govern his kingdom. Jesus is your life. He prepares you for heaven. His principles prepare you for living on the earth. The word of God. God is not the one to determine who is successful or who is going to be a failure. His principles that surround you determine that. How you operate the principles. What you know about the principles is what's going to determine whether you are successful here. He doesn't determine that. You and the work, your knowledge of, or your working knowledge of the principles of God that governs the kingdom of God is what determines your success here on earth. Jesus in your heart gives you life and prosperity. Sorry. Jesus in your heart gives you life and eternal life. His principles gives you prosperity. Jesus in your heart will give you peace. His principles that surround you that prepares you for life here on earth. I used to wonder, after I got saved, God, I don't want to deal with all these temptations. Why don't you take me to heaven? What will you, you want to prove something here? Just take me to heaven. I want to be Elijah. Where is the chariots of fire? <laughs> Just take me up. Amen. My brothers will be converted if they see the chariots of fire. Do a miracle. So I don't have to go through all the temptation and all the troubles of life. But he left me here. Because he has left powerful principles. Great and precious promises. Second Peter chapter 1 tells us. That by these promises, principles, you might partake of what? His divine nature. That's what the Bible says. So his principles, they govern what happens to you here on the earth? Jesus prepares you for the kingdom of God up in heaven. His principles prepare, prepare you for your life 
your successful life here on earth. That's why the Bible says, in all these things, we are what? More than conquerors. Through him who loved us. He gave himself for us. In all these things. Because we got these powerful principles that God has given us in his word. And we have nothing to fear. We got nothing to fear. Our greatest problem is ignorance. That's our greatest problem. Once I know, I'm free. Amen? That's all I need. I need to know. Now, what do you think about the most? What are the things that stay you, you up? What are the things that you want to know? What are the things that you want to learn about? What are the things that you love? What are the things that you hate? What, is, what are those things that get you angry? If you look at all of these things, they'll, together they'll tell you the things that God has constructed in you. The real you. Amen? And you better find what that is. Because what it places in you, you can't find in anybody else. If you recognize what is placed in you, others will look for what you've got because they don't have it. You understand what I'm saying? You meet a need in your life and you alone can do that. They have their own. And you need them. You see how the world is? You need them. But you've got to find out who God made you. That's where your success is. Find your place. There are people who are writers. They write books. They don't have to do anything else. Right? They're very successful. And then there are doctors. Everybody has something that God placed in them. You can discover those things from the time you were a kid. Everybody's different. The things that you love, the things that come to you so easily, work on those. Develop them. You don't have to prove it just comes out of you because that's how he wired you. Amen? And you stay with the word, stay with God, and God can transform your life. I'm talking a lot tonight. But I've been doing this for weeks. I don't know why. But I think it's, 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 it's to get us ready for something that God wants for us. Amen? I'm going to stop here. My time is gone. Stand up tonight. I hope you got something tonight. I'll cancel everyone that's here tonight. Hearing my voice. Do you want to be with Jesus? If you can see him, would you spend a day with him without thinking about going anywhere else? If you can see him, would you do that?
Will you spend about an hour or two with him? Guess who takes his place? The Holy Spirit. If you spend that same time with him, you'll learn more than you ever learn if Jesus was sitting right there with you. Remember, Jesus was with the disciples for three years. They still couldn't understand what he was saying. Jesus said, I have so many things to tell you, but you can't handle them now. When the Holy Spirit comes, he'll teach you. I'm grateful to God for the Holy Spirit. Really grateful to God. That I can be anywhere. I don't have to be in a particular place. Anywhere. He's right there with me. I can ask him with my mind. What's going on here? What's happening? Open my eyes. I need to see. And he's right there. He speaks that gentle voice. That gives you confidence that I'm not alone. God is with me in this world. It's the best thing that's ever happened. That I received God's Holy Spirit. That got into my life. Amen. You're here tonight and you want all of him. You want to spend time with him. Why don't you enter into covenant with him tonight. And say God I'm going to spend time with you. You're speaking to the Holy Spirit. I want to speak to you God. I want to be with you. If you do that. It won't be too long. Before you will begin to receive mysteries from heaven. Amen. And understanding. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord tonight. And, and tell him how much you love him. The great privilege you have to be able to be called his child, his son, his daughter. That's how special you are. You are a child of God. You are a child of God. You are a child of the Father. He loves you dearly. He'll give anything just to have a time with you. He wants that. That's special to, his, to your Father, your Heavenly Father. God, we're so grateful to you tonight. We're so grateful to our Savior. Jesus, we thank you. You made this possible for us. To gather right in the presence of the God of Jacob. To be able to call the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Father. To have you look upon us. With so much love, compassion, mercy, grace. We're grateful to you, O God. We're grateful to you. No wonder it's written in your word. What shall separate us from the love of God? What can? What can separate us? Nothing. Nothing. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him, through Jesus Christ. Lord, we are victorious people tonight because of our faith in You. Touch every life that's standing right here before You. Let their family lives be transformed. Let the children be transformed in Jesus' name. The children's lives be transformed in Jesus' name. Let goodness and mercy come your way. Open your eyes to understand the mysteries of life. The mysteries surrounding their own life. So that we can receive goodness and mercy from heaven manifested in our lives. 
thank you, Father, for your love. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.